Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Yes Mother, a podcast covering the Bates Motel series on A&E. Today we will be covering episode 5 of season 2, titled The Escape Artist. I'm Sue. I'm Em. Psycho killer, distracted it sounds like uh, M seriously <laughs> I can't even describe I forgot a meeting I had tonight and I I was so busy during the day and I kept trying to find time to rewatch this mm-hmm. because I was a little distracted the first time I watched it but I knew I was gonna watch it again and so I kept scheduling time to do it and it never happened until so I'm like, okay, I make dinner. While dinner's cooking, I'll watch half of it. <laughs> right. And then we'll eat dinner. Because I wanted a time where I could sit down and be totally focused. Right. And so I kept putting it off because I just didn't have that time. And so anyway, while I'm making the dinner, I get a little warning on my phone on the calendar that I've got a meeting I totally forgot. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Okay, if we can keep this meeting at an hour, I can do this. Well, dinner isn't done before I have to leave, which I kind of thought it would be, but it wasn't. And so I have to leave without dinner, and my meeting turned out to be two and a half hours long. Whoa. And I get home, and Eleanor's, like, right where I left her, scouts asleep. She spent all day after school playing, like, street soccer with like 10 neighborhood children. (laughs) Yeah. And so she must've just come home and ate and slept. Anyway, I get home, scouts asleep. My husband's doing homework and Eleanor's where she left, where I left her. And he's like, she needs dinner. And he's like, I went to feed her and all the dinner was gone. I'm like, all the dinner's gone. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And it's like a system breakdown. You can't find something else for her to eat. And right. Her. It's 9 o'clock. Seriously. Oh, man. So that's what I come home to where I'm like, okay, I wasn't able to rewatch the show. I thought I'd be able to, but no. And I had to feed Eleanor. And I just ate a frozen sandwich from Costco <laughs> that was in the freezer. <laughs> and anyway. And oh. my husband went to basketball, so... So you've got Eleanor with you. Yes. Normally he's a little more competent than this, but once in a while something will go wrong and it's like, where, what do I do? Right. <laughs> the theater's right. gone. I can't feed her. I'll just, I, I bet Emily will be home any minute. <laughs> and then I kept not being home, but he kept expecting me to be home. 
Well, a two and a half hour meeting, that's a long meeting. It was long. Oh, man, I can't. That's like a third of my work shift. <laughs> well, oh, maybe a fourth. Like... Yeah. Wow. So. Anyway, so that's what I just came home to. And I only watched it once. And I was distracted. So you're going to have to carry me here. Well, I'm, I'm glad because I had only watched it once, too. Until I got home from work today, and I was like, I've got to sit down and watch this. So I watched on my laptop, plugged in my headphones, and watched it, and took some notes. So good. I, it's fresh on my mind. I just watched it like two hours ago. This is good. Okay. You know. But you know what? It's really... <laughs> Stuff happened in this episode, but not a lot. It's not a lot of, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a real heavy episode. It, I was delighted. I remember yeah. being very delighted the first 15 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so I, think we'll, I think we'll be okay. Okay, we'll keep all of this in mind, guests. We will be our best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just been such a busy time. I mean, we had such a busy weekend. We yeah, had we had family in town, lots of gatherings, and I had house guests for the whole weekend. Yeah, our mom turned 70 last uh, Tuesday, and uh, all the family had other things to do in Salt Lake, so everyone was here over the weekend. So we did a big birthday celebration, and yeah, it was fun, though. It was really fun. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's been busy. So... I don't know. I don't know if there's much to say about this. You're right. We this might be short. <laughs> Especially since we didn't watch it. So I watched it. Just once. Once and distracted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we move to um Common Cards? Common cards? Yepers. Pulling it up now. All right. So I've got mine up, so I can start with a comment card from Carrie. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out if that was. Carrie is our guest in room number nine. She's the woman in room number nine. Number nine. And she says, hello, Sue, M, and fellow hotel guest. I hope everything is well. Last week's episode checkout was a good one. I love seeing Norman get in touch with his feminine side. <laughs> that was <such laughs> nice way to put it. <laughs> there are so many pyromaniacs in this town. Now Romero's house gets burned down. There should be a mandatory fire safety class for everyone. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> but on to the current episode, The Escape Artist. The bras were out in White Pine Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sad to let my cupcake man go, but he belongs with Emma. They are my favorite couple. I just want them to have their own little weed farm and live happily ever after. (laughs) (laughs) I just hope he turns out to be a good guy. Emma can't take a broken heart. And why haven't we had a scene with her dad yet? We really need a conversation between he and Norman perhaps discussing more sophisticated animals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like 
the student does not need the teacher anymore this season. Yeah, I, I've kind of wondered about that too. Why we haven't seen Will, I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, Romero certainly is big daddy of White Pine Bay. He kicked the crack, crap out of Zane, which is something all of us have been hoping for. And love the scenes with him and Norma. They are adorable. They are such an odd couple, but it works. I think we need to drop the other guy, George. <laughs> to me, I see no chemistry there at all. I think the writers were a bit off with that matchup. Yeah, well, yeah, he's too boring, George. Possibly. But he's yeah. very nice. But he's honestly, nice. this episode, I'm kind of seeing it. I, I've never thought of even being a Norma and... Romero shipper, but uh, Normero. <laughs> Romero. <laughs> uh, but I think it, it. I don't know. I don't I, know if I want it or not. I don't want it, but I. Really I like don't. I like the status quo a lot. Yeah. So I don't want to mess with that. But on the other hand, I could see a little chemistry this episode. There was a little chemistry, but I really hope they're not going that way. I yeah. really, really, really hope they're not. I do, too, because I mostly just don't want to mess up what they have. Exactly. And it will. Yes, it would. Uh, then but, yeah, this was the first time I just caught a glimpse of chemistry. But I don't think I don't think they are planning on that. I don't think so. I just don't think they would do that. It, we've had this discussion before. It's like I don't think they're going to do the San and Diane thing or yeah. the – Who's the boss thing? <laughs> <laughs> Detrimental to both shows. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And this show is even better than those two and smarter. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I think George, we haven't had much of an introduction to George. I think we need to give him a chance. I do too. I, like, like I maybe think George nice. away from his sister or something, or I don't know. I think we need to give him a chance. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with them. I think I don't know. He's painted as just being very nice, and I feel like Norma needs a little more of a spark. But on the other hand, it's like he'd be so good for her. But we don't know him that well. But he's really super nice. He seems like a really decent dude. Yeah, I mean, we've really only seen maybe. Five minutes of screen time with him. Yeah, <laughs> you know if that. Almost. So let's give George a chance. Uh, Carrie goes on to say, uh, Norman, Cody, and her Chester Cheetah bra. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if the treehouse is rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't expect things to progress that much this soon. It would have been great if there was. A little disco ball on the ceiling of the treehouse. <laughs> I don't think. Only Shelby's a disco ball guy. Oh, but it would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the producers don't listen to this and don't know how much that would have pleased me. Carrie <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, says, I like Cody a little more than last week. But I want more of her story. Why does she have such a bad relationship with her dad? Could he be Eric? Hmm. Mm. They need to sp speed up the Eric reveal because it's being built up too much at this point. I agree. I was going to come. Are they? That are they even? Episode. Are they mentioned? Did they mention it? Did I miss that? 
No. But, but it's I just didn't... hanging in the air. I've yeah. kind of forgotten about it. To be honest. I mean, Miss Watson's murder was the ending of last season, and there's been like hardly anything about it this season. They need yeah. to get on that. They do need to get on that. We're halfway That's... done. I know. That's one of my. I love this season so so far, but that's kind of one of my little complaints. It's like, what's going on with Miss Watson? Who's Eric? You know? <laughs> they teased us. I know. But I'm going to put faith in the writers that it's going to come around. All right, writers, you're getting a pass right now. But, <laughs> but we need to know what happened that night. <laughs> if you, you can't drop it. We don't need What to. if it was Zane? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so, all right, Carrie goes on to say, so Dylan has a death wish and Zane has a sister. That is probably going to be Dylan's love interest. I think it is. I haven't seen that actress since oh, she yeah. was on Beverly Hills 90210. Huh, weird. Two mentions of Beverly Hills 90210 on this episode. That is odd. Oh, and Carrie watched. She says, yes, I watched that show. Yes, I watched that show. <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> no one can stop Brenda and Dylan's love. That was Brenda? Hee <laughs> hee. Oh, no. She's just talking about Brenda and Dylan. Okay. I don't know who Brenda and Dylan are. Is Brenda... that Beverly Hills 90210? Yeah, Brenda's the actress that's notoriously horrible to work with. She's a total brat. Oh, what her uh, name is. Yeah, yeah, no, she was in a Kevin Smith, she was in Mallrats, uh, Shannon Doherty. Yes. Okay, oh, okay, I know who she's talking about. Okay, okay. I know who Dylan is. Dylan is the... Like, the four, Elvis guy. Or the <laughs> Elvis guy, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Um, he... He is the reason Dylan became a name, <laughs> like, 20 years ago, or whenever that show Oh, was really? On. Yeah, he was the first Dylan, and then there was a rash of Dylan births for many years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Every kindergarten class had, like, six Dylans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So Carrie says... Jason Priestley. That's why I said the Elvis Presley guy. It wasn't his looks. It was his name. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think... See, even though I haven't watched the show, I know enough about it. Jason Priestley was not Dylan. Luke Perry? Yes. Yes. Really? I thought Jason Priestley was Dylan and Luke Perry was something else. I think Jason Priestley, and I don't know why I know this. Still watch the show. No, I didn't. Okay, do you know why I know this? Because I worked at a place at the time that the show was on where all my coworkers watched it, and that's all they could talk about. Mm. Jason Priestley played Brenda's brother. Oh, her twin. Yes. See, I honestly never watched a minute of that show, but I it it was it was so much a part of the culture. We it really was. <laughs> yep. So yeah, because yeah. So, Carrie, you got us talking about nine hundred two one zero again. That is weird. What the bep? <laughs> One of those weird universe. 
<laughs> we've just exposed somehow we know about this show and we've never watched it <laughs> we did watch Saved by the Bell a lot or I don't know about you Catherine and I did I watched it just we watched it ironically I didn't watch it on purpose I watched it because that was all you guys watched and I <laughs> I lived in the same household. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, we watched it ironically even back in high school. Oh, yeah. It was hilariously bad and awesome, and we loved it. It was the most fun you could have on TV. Okay. Okay. So, Gary <laughs> <Karen> goes on. <laughs> Why is she even talking about 902? Oh, the actress, I guess, that plays Zane's sister was on 902. Okay, but we don't know her. No. And I got confused. I'm like, that was burned (laughs) up. (laughs) So she says, I would have loved a big reveal like last midseason, killing off Lee Berman. Wasn't quite the same as one-eyed Shelby dying on Norma's stairs. True. Definitely not. Yep. All in all, it was a needed episode, and now we get to see if Norman will stay together with Cody or go back to Norma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope everyone is happy with their rooms. Now that Gunner has moved out, maybe I will ho- look up Rauf. <laughs> I hope more comic cards come in because my only neighbor is a sheriff in room 11, and he's not very friendly. Take care, y'all, and chill your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I don't remember what Raouf looked like. Oh, I just remember, like, dark hair and pointy nose. (laughs) He's a sad substitute for Gunner. Yeah. I'm guessing, but you'll just have to make do. Because, yes, Gunner. No, she, she has. It's not that it's he moved out of her room because he belonged to her. Oh, that's right. That's right. Carrie had a thing for Gunner. That's right. She she has properly let him go. Well, I don't think Rauf is a good substitute for Gunner, Carrie. Maybe. No, there's really no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff's not bad looking, and maybe you can find his softer side. <laughs> Sheriff is not bad. Remo seems okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Remo's not bad. Um, George, he was cute. Yeah, there's George. You can uh, let him, you know, it sounds like you, you wouldn't mind him and Norma, this you know, Romero and Norma, and then you can have George. He seems to have a nice job. Yep. Does well for himself. He's clean. I don't know. We'll watch out for you, Carrie. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll hook you up. <laughs> Part of our hotel is some sort of escort service. <laughs> well, it used to be a sex slave motel, so escort service seems a little bit better. Yes, we're a little classier. A little classier than sex slaves. <laughs> That's our <laughs> motto. 
MSU's Bait Motel. Just a little classier than sex slaves. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So then we have a new we have a new guest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Carl Brand. Um Carl has been busy. He's wrote us in. He uh joined our Facebook. No, he didn't. That's the one thing he hasn't done. Maybe he's not on Facebook. But he, uh, Twitter. Yes. He's following us on Twitter. He wrote us a very nice review um, on iTunes. Oh, that's right. Do you have that up or? No. But while I'm doing this, I'll get I can, it. Can you do that? I can pull it up if you want to read his. Uh... Okay. Okay. And he, he's made us some fan art, and you might have seen it on our Twitter page and our uh, Facebook. He's like a graphic designer, and I'm just so pleased. I think that's so cool. And I offered him, I said, you pick your room. You can have anyone that's open. <laughs> and he said, I am a big Lost fan, so I would love to be on the end next to Romero and monitor if he ages or not. <laughs> Okay, so we're putting, so Romero's in room 11. So he's in 12. He's at the end there. All right, I'm adding him to the spreadsheet right now. Okay. Done. Okay, so he writes in, Sue M., this latest episode seemed like all the characters were going to hook up in every scene. Norma Romero, see, he got the chemistry too. Yeah. Norma Ford. Oh, oh yeah, they were a little. Yeah. I don't know. There was a moment where we were like, uh, "Is this gonna go weird?" <laughs> <laughs> Cody and Norman, yes, sealed that deal. <laughs> Emma and Gunner, also. Yep. I also worry about every new character that they will be killed. I am most worried about Cody now, as she is getting closer to Norman. Yeah, so Norman didn't go mom on her. So what the bip is his trigger? I don't know because he also we can get into it when we when we talk about the episode. But he says something very interesting when he's with her that oh. I was like, "What?" But his mom didn't approve, and he knew it. So mm-hmm. interesting. Anyway, yes, we can get about in that later. Also, do you think Dylan was trying to be killed in his showdown with the car, which? Speaking of Dylan, Dylan and that girl, you could just tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. That there. So that was another couple he didn't mention. Okay, so. Also, do you think Dylan was trying to be killed in a showdown with the car? Seems like he was surrendering to the inevitable. Yes, I think that was a total death wish. I think so. Which is sad. Um, I also wonder about Bradley, if she is out of the picture or if she will come back before the season ends. Thanks for a great podcast. Carl. Okay. So, just my personal thoughts is that Bradley's going to show up in, like, the last one or two episodes or something. I think so. I think, I I don't think she's done, and I think she's going to make some sort of comeback, but I think it's going to be just at the end. And I don't know what she'll do. 
Yes, my personal opinion is yes, we will see her before the season ends. I think we will. I, I you know, I just think because you got to remember, Dylan knows who killed Gil. He knows that it was Bradley, and he's like the only one that knows. Right. And so maybe things will just spiral so much more out of control that he like brings her back or something. I don't know. And he's not the man he was. Mm-hmm. He's he's a little he's death wishy. He's yep. pissed at Norman. He's pissed at the world. So things that you know we didn't think him capable of two episodes ago, he could yep. very well do. Exactly. So yeah, he could turn into a huge jerk. <laughs> Sell her out, you know, spill all the secrets just because he's, he, he has lost his moral center. He's, you know, he's just kind of, he's lost. He's floundering. He is. He is. He, he is floundering. But, um, Carl also, and I just want to say Carl, Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Just one of those names now. <laughs> Walking Dead ruined that name for me. It's just I'll that never... one episode did. Yes. Carl. Carl. Was that like the mid-season opener? Yes. I'll, I'll never hear that name <laughs> the same. It's just like, like, I can hardly say Matt Damon without going, Matt Damon. From... <laughs> <laughs> From the World Police movie or whatever it is that the South Park guys did. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you never saw? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like Saturday Night Live ruined. I can't... I cannot watch anything with Sean Connery in it without thinking <laughs> of Saturday Night Live and like, that's not what your mother said. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So now Carl is ruined. All I can think of is like Carl. <laughs> so sorry, Carl. <laughs> um, but he says he gave us a very positive review on iTunes, and it says I, like many others, have caught up on season one with a binge watch, and I'm very grateful to have a podcast to listen to afterwards to make sense of the crazy. Sue and M have a great rapport. And have fun with listener comment cards and checking in guests, listening listeners who join in on the conversation. I hope the show lasts many seasons as well as this great companion podcast. So, thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Yes. We love the iTunes reviews. Yeah, we do. They really, I hear, they really help get your podcast out there. That's what I hear, too. I don't know how or why. Yeah, I don't quite understand how that all works, but... But I listen to enough podcasts by people that know what they're doing that say that. I know, and some of those podcasts ha- already have, like, 500 iTunes reviews. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you, you need more? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we have, like, seven. We do need more. We do, yes. We don't so. know why. They make us feel good. They do, and it's just fun to see them. And I don't know. 
nice to know people are enjoying it. Yes, it is. So then our last comic card for this episode is from Harold. Harold, hello. Hey, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, Sue and M, here's your comic card from room one. What is with all those noise or sound complaints? (laughs) (laughs) I will not be silenced. (laughs) (laughs) I called it with Romero moving in. Do I get a cupcake for that? Yes, you do, Harold. Good, good call. Yeah. Oh, that was that was Harold that called it. Yeah. I thought it was Harold's you. the one that first. Yeah, he was the one that said it. You totally get a funny cupcake for that. You do. We will let Gunner know. Maybe does Gunner uh, make those? Because they look really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was packaged real nice and everything. It was. It looked like it was from a professional bakery. Perhaps we'll we'll put in a new shower curtain for you, Harold, because we know what's missing. <laughs> I would expect the uh, the brown the cupcakes frosted and made from a pothead to <laughs> to not look like that. Well, um, you've never smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine what (laughs) kind of focus and concentration you can get. (laughs) The the attention to details. (laughs) True. I would just picture it being like those ones that are like um, died badly and are like full of crumbs. The frosting, like there's crumbs all in the frosting and stuff. Depends and like a five-year-old did it. Depends on the weed. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Harold goes on to say, uh, perhaps Norma should have taken her own advice about not getting mixed up with the wrong people. Then again, ding dong, the dick is dead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he says, so apparently there was a drive-by shooting and shootout in the middle of the downtown during lunchtime, yet no police ever arrived or went to the hospital to question Dylan, and it didn't seem like Romero was even aware that anything had happened involving Dylan. I kind of noticed that, too. Oh, I totally. When he was like, you haven't heard, I assumed we were all supposed to think he just came from Dylan's bedside. (laughs) That's what I thought. Yeah. I think we were probably supposed to assume that. And then I just never went back to the, because I got shocked that Lee Berman had been killed. And I just never went back to, why doesn't Sheriff Romano know? (laughs) (laughs) There was a shootout. (laughs) I know. But uh, Harold says they were too busy at the Lee Berman accident scene to look into a little midday mayhem. What's well, a little midday mayhem in a drug town like that? What's a, what's a shootout on a small main street? <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time there, I'm sure. <laughs> he says, good for both Emma and Norman to get some middle of the season sexy times <laughs> before things get crazy in a few episodes. My prediction is that Gunner will get caught in the crossfire between the two rival pot growers. Oh, no! That could happen. No! 
It could happen. Yep, he's going to be one of those where they're going to make us like him and then take him away. I've just become too fiercely... I get very... Um, I get very protective over some characters. And <laughs> <laughs> Gunner's, Gunner's one of them. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a character on Buffy that I am fiercely protective of, and it'd probably shock you to find out who, <laughs> if you ever started watching it. I'll start. I almost did the other day. Hmm. And then I think that's when I started watching Orphan Black. Uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm not watching Buffy. Yeah, the problem with Buffy is it's it's going to be mid-season two before you're like, this is a good show. I know. I think that's one of my hesitations, too. It's like, I know I have to watch, like, a bad first season. <laughs> yeah, it's a short, the first season's short. It's a, it was a mid-season start. Oh, good. So what, there's only like five or six episodes or so? More than that. Mm -hmm. Ten. Ten? Twelve. I don't know. Are they half hour? No. You're, you're in for a while. Although, if you like the, um, you know, it's, it's funny. If you like the high school ditzy, I don't, and it's, Clueless meets, you know, it's, if you like that, and I do, it entertained me enough that I enjoyed it enough, but it, the show, you know, mid through season one and season six or five, it's just stark difference. I mean, I can't even tell you the difference in it. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be fun to have you finally watch it and give your thoughts. <laughs> but yeah, you're in for a ride. I'll watch it. It's on my short list. It's gone from my long list to my short list. Hey! So. <laughs> Harold, help me here. <laughs> Harold's, a, Harold's a Buffy super fan. Anyway, there is there is a character I'm extremely extremely protective of. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I I get protective of some characters, and Emma is turning into one. Oh, she is. I love her. So I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone she loves. <laughs> <laughs> Back so, <laughs> Harold goes on to say, <laughs> there were a lot of parallels drawn between Norma and Cody in last night's episode. Norma's concern that Cody was using Norman to get herself pregnant in order to get out of her unhappy home seemed to confirm Dylan's suspicion from last week that Norma had done exactly that when she was pregnant with him. I didn't even think of that. I did. And I was creeped out when I realized that the reason that Norman's sexual arousal arousal trigger is to disassociate didn't occur when he had sex with Cody is because he sees her as a maternal figure. Shivers. He sees Cody as a maternal figure? Hmm. Maybe. They, huh. Yeah, maybe a little. Maybe. He does say something weird to her. We'll get into it when we get to that okay. scene. 
Um, and then he says, a special shout out for the Vera moment when Emma asked her about what it was like to have sex for the first time. Oh, wow. That was that was great. That was a good scene. And oh, Vera, man, she said so much and some looks there. I know. I know. That was really awesome. It was. It, yeah. It, that's just the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. But Norma handled it so well. She did. It's cute. It's like she's got a daughter. Yep. And Emma's got a mommy. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like their little relationship. So, should we get into the recap then? Yeah. All right. Um, so it starts out with uh, Norma and Cody are sitting in the car and Norma's still out of it. Then he wakes up and doesn't remember anything that happened. Yep. And he tells her he's never blacked out before. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Because she, yeah, she does ask, you know, has this ever happened before? He's like, no, never. But not a huge scene. He, you know, he asked her why she's the one that picked him up, and she pointed out her phone number. And then he's like, "Did you call my mother?" <laughs> she's yeah. like, "No." <laughs> you will never have to worry about me calling anyone's parents <laughs> or yeah. telling anybody's parents anything. I don't remember what she said, but no, she does say something like that. You'll never have to worry about me telling a parent anything or something like that. Yeah, we've been going very heavy-handed with her parental hate. Yep. Yes, it's very heavy-handed in this episode. Um, so then Dylan's asleep on the couch at work, and Remo wakes him up by, like, pouring water on his face. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> oh, I'd be so mad. That is just the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> And Remo tells him that Romero's house got burned down the night before. And he's like, so who do you think was the crazy fool who did that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Wait, does Dylan ask that? And no. Remo's like, who do you Remo. think? Jerk or dork? <laughs> No, Dylan kind of wakes up and goes, what? You know, someone like burned his house down and Raymond's like, yeah, who do you think was crazy enough to do that? Or he said something okay. like that. And uh, I mean, my notes are kind of sparse. So. That's okay. I'm tired. <laughs> and like we said, it's, you know, there's, it's, it had some great like things we predicted and all of that. Yeah, but there but yeah. There's not a lot of meat. Not a lot of meat to this one. It's 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 a real subplot move along episode kind of thing. Um But then Norma and Norman are in the kitchen. Norma tells them that Dylan moved out. He asks if they should go after him and she says there's nothing they can do. And she 
She kind of says something like, "Kind of one of those, yeah. It's just us again. It's just like us again. <laughs> yep." Um, and then Norma is in the office, and Romero pulls up, and he needs the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yay! I'm like, yes. <laughs> I actually thought Sue was right. I'm sorry, Harold. I forgot to credit you in my mind. <laughs> nope. It was all Harold. I did not even think of that. So, But we were delighted when he said it. I remember. Oh, yeah. We were like, oh, that would be so great. <laughs> <laughs> and it is going to be. She did us laundry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> Well, and this is funny, too, because she, like, hears him pull up, and she's, like, around the desk, and she, like, scurries to the window and sees him, and sees him get out, and she, like, scurries back and pretends that she's, like, working on something. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why are you doing any of this? <laughs> oh, I loved Are we there? No. Are we? Where? Sorry, we can. Are we at the laundry part and that amazing scene between the two of them? No, not at all. Okay. No. No, but this scene was funny because he's like he's like I need a I need a room and she's all why? You know, and he's all my house got torched and she's all someone torched the house of the big daddy of White Pine Bay? <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes off she's like Man, if I would have done that, I would have just run out of town because who knows what you would have done. And he's like, Can you just check me in? <laughs> so we have missed a lot of Nor I've I've been lamenting the lack of Romero and Norma scenes, and this one like was all I ever wanted in life. <laughs> yep, that's great. That's um, it was so great. It was worth waiting for. Well, and then, well, at, before she even finds out his house is burned down, she's like, so, how, you know, how long are you going to stay? And he's like, I don't know, a little while, probably a few months. <laughs> <laughs> like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then is, um, next we see Norma, is back in her house and she calls, she's got that card that Nick Ford gave her and she calls and sets up a meeting with him. And I just love how she like his secretary or assistant or whoever answers. And she's all, this is Norma Bates. I own the Bates motel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just made me laugh. And for some reason, I really like Nick Ford. Is that weird? I liked him. Okay, so that's not weird that I like him? I don't, unless it's weird I like him. Is it weird that we like him? Is it weird that we like him? (laughs) (laughs) Are we not supposed to like this guy? Because I kind of like him. (laughs) But, um... So, the next scene is a good one. This is the one where Norman and Emma are in the office together. And yeah. Gunner walks in. Yeah, I loved I loved that for Emma. I just thought that was It was cute. And did you notice that Emma looks in this scene kinda like nineteen seventies? No, shoot, I didn't notice. Yeah, it's like she went from the thirties to the seventies. Just I don't know, the design of her 
of the top she's wearing and the denim skirt she's wearing. Just Okay, I did notice the outfit because I noticed she changed before their date. Right, she does change before the date, but yeah, the outfit she's wearing here is, I don't know, it's kind of 70s looking to me. But, um, so yeah, so Gunner comes in and he and Emma make plans for after work and he leaves and Norman just immediately looks at her and he goes, he sells pot, you know. <laughs> I know, it was totally the thing she did with Cody. <laughs> and she's like, I know, but I'm not going to marry him, you know. He said it more than once. Yeah, and then he goes, he smoke, he sells pot. And she goes, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cody pulls up. <laughs> right. And that's how we felt about it. We're like, well, yeah. sure, he cuts pot now, but where's he going to be in 10 years? If he's in the same place, um, not great. Although she's not going to live that long. Before he gets really sad. <laughs> right. Well... You know, in less than 10 years, he's like in Nick Ford's position and can get that yacht. Jeez, that was that was a nice yacht. I don't remember noticing it. That was probably a distracted time. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, so yeah, right here is when Cody pulls up and she's bad Cody again. I'm I'm waffling with Cody. I, yeah, see, I I didn't like her right Carrie anyways. liked her better this one and I did not. I I didn't really like her all this much. She is just so I don't know, she's just got her music up so loud and then she gets out of the car and like stands outside of it and like smokes a cigarette. She totally disrespected Norma and Totally disrespectful. That's gonna get me right now. I'm on Norma's side, and she had no reason. She, it's it's the rebel without a cause thing again. It's yep. like this woman has done nothing to you. I know she's a mom, but you know what? Sometimes moms are okay. Norma might not be our best choice. She she tries to be a good mom, but she is manipulative and hasn't always made the best decisions. Right, and Cody says, I wish I would have written it down, but she, because, well, as soon as she gets there, you know, Norman comes out of the office, and she's like, you know, did you grab your handsaw? And he's like, oh, no, I remember, I forgot it in the house. So he goes to run up to the house, and he meets Norma on the stairs, and Norma's like, who's that? You know, and he's like, this is Cody, I do tech with her. So he runs up to the house to get the saw, and Norma goes down to, you know, meet Cody. And I got a little chuckle because it was like, he's like, I'll just be a minute. Like, stay right where you are. Do not go talk to where I'm going to be right oh, back. he did not want to have. I think that's why he was waiting in the office. I think he just wanted oh. to. As soon as she pulled up, he'd jump in and go, you know. Yeah. And. But. Dang it, when Norma walks up to Cody, you know, she's like, I'm I'm Norman's mother, and Cody says something really just stupid, teenager-y, dumb. Like, oh, imagine that, or I, I can't remember what she says. What was dumb, mostly dumb about it, is that she respected her for her singing. She, you know, remember? She That's thought she was That's what I thought, too. I was like, you already know who this is. You already said that she deserved the part. 
why are you being such a it's yeah it's the rebel without a cause thing yeah just because her dad sucks and we know he does and i felt a little bad for her but i don't know well that's the thing i mean i had friends when i was their age and younger who had parents who sucked who loved our mom and dad yeah because we had like the best mom and dad you know right they didn't treat them like that it was like oh these are good parents and that's what i've wanted you know what i mean yeah yeah and it made me mad that she was so disrespectful and yeah was said she turned the music down and defiantly did not yep but the best part is when norma and cody are still standing there face to face and all of a sudden, you just see Norman running between him with the saw. He's like, I got the saw. Let's go. <laughs> Dang it. I missed it. I'm going to rewatch it. Definitely. It made but... me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we see Norman and Cody driving and Cody is upset because she realized she forgets the money for the lumber and that they have to stop by her house to get it. Right, and we know she's very upset she did that. And we kind of, I guess, that it's, you know, she's embarrassed or does not want Norma anywhere near her house or her dad or whatever. Right. But that was just a quick little scene, and then... The next one is when Norma and Emma are in the office together and Emma asks what it's like to have sex for the first time. Yeah. And Emma says that she Googled it, but was frightened. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was so sweet. You just felt so, you just realized right there, like, this is a girl who grew up without a mother. Yeah, or, she seems know, close to her dad, but... She does, and, you know, dads are great, but it's like Emma said, she's like, I don't have a mom, and I don't have any close girlfriends, and I Googled it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Norma is literally the only female in her life. I know. You know? I mean, Emma's got... When it comes to girl talk, Emma has no one... No one else to to turn to. Really sucks because she should. She's she doesn't deserve that. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She's a great girl, and I don't know. But I don't know. I thought it was just. I felt so sorry for Norma in this scene because you know that her first time having sex was with her brother. I don't know. Yeah. So she can't... I don't know. But what she says is, you know, if he's a decent guy, and it's going to be great, you know. She came up She came up with the right answer. She did. She came up with the right answer, and I think I see it as it's the answer that she wishes that she had, you know. Yeah. Like, let me... Let me fantasize what would have been a good... Right, yeah. (laughs) It was touching. It was cool. 
It was very touching. It's a good scene. Really good. So, anything else to say about the little scene between Emma and Norma? No. Good. All right. Do you want me to just keep going, or do you have any notes at all? <laughs> I have not. I, I, When I was gathering everything to start the podcast, I was looking for my notes and suddenly realized I didn't have notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll just kind of keep going the way I have then? Yep. Okay. Because I just kind of have it outlined, like, scene by scene. Um, so then... The next scene is when Cody and Norman stop at her house. And so this is not the same house, right? As the one that he walked her to. I have no idea. Oh, you didn't? Didn't, no, didn't notice that. It doesn't seem to be to me. Well, that's interesting. Do you think she took him to a fake house last? Did we watch her climb into the window? We did not, and so that's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if that's why, because he was expecting her to go in the front door, and she's like, I left my window open, so I'll just climb up the window, because this looked like, this house looked like a little, like, hovel, Mm, where the house before looked kind of nice. Interesting. That's very interesting. I bet you're right, and... One of the reasons she was so extremely hesitant to take him, and she was so mad she had left the money. <laughs> yeah, is because now he, you know. But he didn't call her on it. or He did not, because Norman's a nice guy. He's a, he's a good boy. He's a gentleman. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't even question it at all, but I'm, I'm, I swear it's not the same house. Hmm. So... Anyway, so she gets out, and she tells him to stay in the car, but then, I don't know why, but he gets out of the car, and you can, like, hear her and her dad yelling at each other, and then she comes back out of the house and says that she's got the, you know, $600 for the lumber, but they should just run away with it. (laughs) $600? (laughs) Yeah. Not going to get you too far, honey. Sometimes um, she... I don't know. Sometimes she seems very young. That's one of those times. The other times are when she's like trying to act so tough. Right. Well, she's almost, she's only 17 because she does mention the episode that she's going to be 18 soon and she can leave, you know, so Mm -hmm. we know she's 17 and that's, that's young. It is young. But, um, yeah, she kind of says that they should run away with it, and he's all, my mom would put an Amber Alert out before. <laughs> 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 but um, but then Cody says that they could just do the tech stuff later, and she wants to show him something. Um, and then we see Norma arrive at the Yacht Club to meet Nick, and oh, he's just got the most beautiful yacht. I'm not a boat person. But you just can't deny a good-looking boat, you know. <laughs> it was. We beautiful. weren't landlocked, and we were very rich. I would totally be a boat person. Oh yeah, I mean, that's like ultra dream fantasy. Is yeah. have a boat we could like sail around the world together in. 
the I, thing. We, I mean, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And this boat is just, or yacht, it is just gorgeous. And it's called the Amnesia. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I thought so, too. I don't know why, but they made a point of kind of showing that the name of the boat's Amnesia 5 or something like that. But, uh, but, and he's got like a bodyguard on it and an, an assistant. I mean, he's got a staff on the boat. <laughs> this guy's got some money. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's a drug lord of a drug town. Apparently a very, very lucrative one. But, um, but yeah, he, he and Norma sit down and he just starts off by telling them that he is just in awe of her for going off on Lee Berman. And she says like, well, this, you know, the bypass was stalled until he got the council seat. So this Lee Berman is the guy who got that council seat that Norma had wanted when she mm -hmm. went to Romero and was like, there's an opening. Can you get me it? You know? Right. And, um, but he, so your little prediction last time was absolutely right. I mean, he basically tells Norma that they're going to. Yeah, the puppet thing. They're going to make her the puppet. You know, he says that he's too mixed up in everything. He just can't, he can't be involved and that he's going to help her fight. And he like appeals to her, you know, he's like, you're the. You know, he's like, you've got no power. You're the single mom trying to run a business, and this bypass is going to hurt you the most, you know, type thing. Mm -hmm. So he really kind of appeals to her that way, I thought. And and then he tells her not to worry about Lee Berman. And then he gives her a piece of paper and says to go see this guy. So there must have been, like, an address and name for someone. Right. So, so then she gets to that, the guy's place, and he explains that he's a biologist, and that there's a, something called the Pistol River Pocket Gopher. <laughs> <laughs> Which I want one so bad. It's such an amazing name. <laughs> I so want a Pistol River Pocket Gopher. Because <laughs> I bet they're adorable. <laughs> I bet they are. But they happen to be on the endangered species list. And they happen to like live exactly where this bypass is going. Right, so apparently this guy can just snap his fingers and he's got an environmental genius that comes up with this. Or do you think he's had this ready for a long time but he just couldn't do anything about it? I'm I'm thinking it's something like that. I'm, I'm thinking it's something that they've had like in the works for a while and then Norma came along mm -hmm. and she's like the perfect 
person, I mean, I can just, I can see why Nick loves her so much. I mean, she's the single mom with no power that called the councilman a dick <laughs> in front of everybody. So not like, only that, her whole speech was just epic. It <laughs> exactly. was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yelling at the ladies about the, uh, crime and punishment and you know <laughs> I love that so much it was pretty wake good. up ladies there's ex-murderers and whores under every rug I mean I do I do kind of picture like Nick and his people being like how are we going to do this and then Norma Bates comes along <laughs> you know just unexpected <laughs> yeah it's like, here's our mouthpiece. Here here she is. She just, like, fell into our hands. Uh-huh. Dream come true. But I just... Which I'm okay with, you know? I mean... It's, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's absolutely that. I mean, it is... He's yeah. sinister and shady as crap, but... But it's like he says, he's too he's too mixed up. So who knows what kind of blackmail, who's gone on who. It, it's got to take someone like Norma Bates. Yeah, well, Bates. when I came up with a theory, I not only just thought it was a plausible theory, I liked the idea. I thought, this is great. I didn't get the sinister vibe you did from him that first time. Um, and the sense of foreboding, I just thought... She could be his puppet, and it'll all work out great. Well, see, I think I got the sinister vibe, and I think I I think you're right to have it. I mean, I I think it is a bit of a dangerous situation, but, man, they played that music, and the music, (laughs) it did it. Yeah. Well, you're right to have it, and I think it's going to end badly. It's... It's definitely going to end badly, but I don't know for who. But right now, I kind of like Nick Ford. I, I like him. I like him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I. Well, he had the he had the smiley eyes. Um. He and he has a great voice. I really like his voice, and I, I'm very much a voice person. I. I will like actors for their voice only. Like, usually that is what catches me. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's just a weird thing I have. I I like the way people talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I'm just really enjoying this whole aspect of the show now. This whole... Norma's got, because I was really afraid of what she was going to do on her own bypass-wise, but now she seems to have, like... Yeah, because her plants suck. Her little capers and... Her capers are terrible. No good. Yeah. So, I'm liking this, and I'm liking where it could go. So, I'm on board. (laughs) Oh, yeah. For sure. And I really, really want a Pistol River Pocket Gopher. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he just sounds so cute. <laughs> like a little gopher you just keep in your pocket. <laughs> From the Pistol River. From the Pistol River. <laughs> so, um, so the next thing is uh, Dylan and Remo are at the warehouse and Zane shows up. And he invites Dylan to lunch. And Dylan's like, so that sounds good. When should we show up? And Zane's like, we? And he's like, yeah, me and Remo. And he's like, Remo's not invited. (laughs) (laughs) And then Zane's like such an ass. He like looks at Remo. He's like, you got a problem with that or something? And Remo goes, no, I was just psyched for some Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) I missed all of this. (laughs) So... Remo had one of my favorite lines of the whole show. <laughs> it's like, I was just psyched for some Mexican. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah. Zane says that Remo can't go because he's got to do the delivery of some weed. But, um. So then we see Norman and Cody again and. She and Norman are like walking through the woods and I don't know, she hands them, she grabs like two bottles of beer out of her backpack and hands them a beer. And I'm like, bottled beer in the woods? Really? Really? (laughs) What's wrong with that? It's bottled? It's glass? It's glass. You shouldn't take it. No, it. Because for one thing, you have to carry out what you take in. You should do that. Bottles are very bulky. Heavy cans. Heavy you can crush. Like you know. Yeah. So, I'm. I'm really against bottled beer, in the woods. Bottled beer at home is fine, but if you're in the woods, canned. Cans can crash into like tiny little things and they're light and you can carry them out. And she even drops it later on. It just made me so mad. But anyway. Yeah, littering's not cool, especially in nice natural environment. No, you're in the beautiful Oregon forest and you're dropping a Heineken? Ugh. Anyway. Um... That's just my opinion. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm with you. So. I don't know if there was any other reason why bottled beer in the woods was wrong. I had to ask. No, I mean, when bottled beer definitely tastes better than canned beer, but in that situation, cans, people, cans. You're teenagers. Get over it. True. I guess so. It's and- probably what her dad buys, though, so she... Yeah, she probably did. Like, not like she buys her own stuff. Or she might. She's that rebellious. <laughs> she works at a grocery store. That's true. Um. So then is the scene when um you see Zane at his car, and then boom, Romero just like beats the crap. Yeah. Out of him. <laughs> I mean, Romero sneaks up on him like Batman. It was awesome. <laughs> just, like, I think he might be Batman. That would be so great. I mean, he just suddenly appeared and just kicks the crap out of him. Oh, I love Romero so much. 
Oh. And basically, Romero tells him, I didn't quite write it down because I was hoping you would have. <laughs> yeah, it was like. I didn't write it down, but I do do the editing. Totally beats the crap out of him. I mean, like, gets him on the ground and just, like, kicks him. And, oh, it's just, it's magnificent. It's what we all want to do to Zane. Yes. <laughs> well, and then I think he takes his gun, too. Because I know Yes, he, he does. It was yeah. on the ground. I remember that. So that is Zane's gun that was on the ground. Yeah. Know, yeah, okay. So, yeah. It was, like, bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and I get a gun to boot. <laughs> I get to take his gun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, after that beat down, we're back with Norman and Cody. Um, and she's saying, like, she's about to turn 18, and her idea is to, like, hitchhike down to Mexico, and wouldn't that be cool? And he's like, I've, I've never met anyone like you and then he said out more well and then he says to her he says i feel safe around you that okay so that's That's what what you're talking about i remember that line what why does he feel safe around her what is it about her i think much of it was that she is kind of maternal the picking him up and taking care of him when he was in his state. Okay. Um, Does she... She's she's another take charge kind of woman. And that's... So she reminds him of Norma? Probably. I think, yeah, I think Harold's onto something. Okay. Was it Harold? It was someone, someone's calling her. Um, said that, yeah, she, she's, she's a take charger. She kind of, you know, we talked about it last episode where she, uh, has, you know, tells him what to say. Well, doesn't, but he uses her words about joining tech and all of that. Oh yeah. Getting buff and (laughs) ripped. (laughs) Get ripped, abused. Yeah. (laughs) All of that. Okay. Okay. You know what? Yeah. It. I didn't. I didn't see it that way, but I guess you're right. I can see. I there's a few reasons why I can see she's kind of maternal, or normal like, or just. Yeah, just kind of the take charge, kind of strong. Because she is. I mean, Cody, you know, despite her, you know, motives or whatever, she is pretty strong. 
Well, yeah, and she co- comes into the office last episode and chews him out for not showing up to tech. That's know? right. That's right. I did like that about her. Okay. So that must be it. So he feels safe around her, I think, because out of the other women in his life, meaning like Bradley and Emma, Cody's probably the one that reminds him most of Norma. Yeah, which is, it is a strange thought, but once you think about it a little bit, it makes sense. (laughs) It's like slowly sinking in and disturbing me. (laughs) It gets worse the more you think about it. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll see how I sleep tonight. No. (laughs) Okay, because yeah, I was just like, because all I put was, why does he say that? Why? But talking to you and okay that makes sense actually it makes a lot of sense (laughs) (laughs) and then he tells her that um he has had a couple of other blackouts yeah and so he confides in her yeah and then she takes him up to her little tree house and they get it on yeah that did that surprise you (laughs) Um, not really. Hmm. Did it surprise you? Yeah. Oh, really? I figured it was coming, but I don't know, just did. But then this just kind of seemed like the episode for that. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen with Cupcake Couple. Yeah, yeah. But and kudos for Gunner for not getting scared off when I said that she said absolutely everything that would scare right. someone right. off. Right. Yeah, no, it didn't surprise me about Norman and Cody. Especially when I saw them like get up in that treehouse. Yeah, it didn't surprise mm-hmm. me. But, um... So then Norma drops off the report at the city offices. And she was just so, (laughs) so funny. (laughs) She just, like, drops it off. And, you know, she's like, give this to every single councilman, especially Lee Berman, and tell him that Norma Bates says hi. I mean, (laughs) Norma is on a high. She's got it. And then it's just a scene of Emma and Gunnar walking on the beach and they kiss. Oh, but one funny thing about that scene is Gunnar is like saying how he's been looking into some real estate and he really wants to move there and like grow his own weed farm. And she's like, well, that's nice. You want your own weed farm. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that girlfriend uh, trying to be supportive. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, this is the Norma Romero scene. So she pulls up to the motel, and he's getting ice. And she asks him what happened, and he says he had to kick the shit out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he does not intimidate her at all. <laughs> and so I just, great. 
I just love his aunt. I just love, he's like, oh, I had to kick the shit out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she's like, go to crap for putting his hand in the ice bucket. And he's like, where are my clothes? <laughs> she's like, you mean the ones in the pile on your floor? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, they're up at the house. <laughs> and he's like, Normal motel owners don't pick up the laundry in doing <laughs> I just love these two. I love them so much. She's like, well, I know you. <laughs> they would make a good sitcom as like, they really like two police partners that, had to, that have to like go undercover as a married couple. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Is that the best idea for a show? <laughs> A&E, talk to us. We have... <laughs> you can reach us at yesmetapodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk. <laughs> but she, she tells him that... He, he really needs to clean the cut. He's like, no. And she just gets her Norma voice and she's like, that cut is dirty. You need to clean it. (laughs) Oh, I just, oh my gosh. I love it. I love how she just is not, she's just not intimidated one bit. It's like every other person in her situation would be seriously intimidated. Yep. It's so great. Nope. She, I, uh, I just love these two. So they end up up in the house and she's got like, well, it worked. <laughs> she got him up there. She got him up there. Like she's got his clothes folded on the table in the kitchen. <laughs> like <laughs> You can see his socks all folded. <laughs> I didn't notice this. laundry. <laughs> I just remember her pointing it out to him at the end. But, um, so they're sitting there and she's cleaning the wound. And she's like, she's like, I, I get it. I know, I know about beating someone. She, and she tells him about hitting the real estate agent with her purse. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was such a great callback. <laughs> I know, it was an awesome callback. And she's like, it felt so great. And he smiles. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, you smiled. I thought your face was paralyzed. (laughs) (laughs) But a very cute scene. But they did do that thing. They did this little split second where she's like kind of close to his face because she's like swabbing the cut above his eye. And I don't know. They just had this look. and Yeah, it was a phenomenon Phenomena? Was that the movie? John Travolta and Kara Sedgwick, where she shaves him? I never saw that movie. It reminded me of that. There's a scene where she shaves him. And it's very... Oh, is that when he's like all pale or something? Wait, what am I thinking of? (laughs) Are you thinking of powder? Okay, first off, oh. not John Travolta. <laughs> that wasn't John Travolta. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. 
Uh, he has like powers of his mind he can't control. But you know, they're like psychic powers or something. It's been a long time. No, I still never saw it. Okay. I don't remember if it was worth seeing or not. I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene that she's shaving him and it's it's oddly very hot. Well, you said shaving him, so I thought of that. Powder. Which I've never <laughs> seen <Same> either. <laughs> I just remember the previews where it's like some pale dude with it's no like hair. It's scrawny little high school student. <laughs> <laughs> so, not John Travolta? <laughs> nope. <laughs> to get that kind of performance, it would have had to be pre-Barbarino taste. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so, anyway, I guess I'm not up on my John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like early 90s or mid-90s. I don't know. I know, and I would say, like, back when I became a fan of John Travolta again because of Pulp Fiction. But, I don't know. I guess I just liked him in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, because it would have had to have been post. Because pre-Pulp Fiction was like, look who's talking. (laughs) 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 Great. So, um, anyway. um, So, then she mentions to... Romero that um, she has met Nick Ford and she I don't know she kind of asked Romero if he knows Nick Ford and he basically you know he's like well yeah and he's in the drug business and you need to stay away from him yes he was very 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 concerned he, with he her was. Up with him. he was way concerned about it so don't know if that was just Protective because he's a cop. Protective because he knows that she's got a penchant for trouble. (laughs) I don't know. Or if it was because he's getting fond of her in his own way. Please don't let it be that. No, I don't mean mean that. I mean fond as loves to hate her. There is once in a while just a little look in his eye, and I don't mean in a shippy way, just a little look in his eye that... She amuses him a little bit, and she is kind of getting into his softer core. Right, okay. Again, not in a... Sam and Diane way. Yes, in a just mutual friendship-ish Or like he he respects her. She amuses him, yes. She amuses him. Moxie. Yes. And he wouldn't I mean, want to see something bad happen to her. Not a not a lot of women can come up into their bedroom with their ex boyfriend's dead body in their bed and not have that like destroy them. Right. <laughs> 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 and she was raped. She's moved on. Oh, and she was raped by his best friend. Yes, and she and killed, killed him, him. Stabbed him to death and, and lied yet about has it. Moved on. And still wears cute dresses and yeah, does her hair, wear 
some women would be like bald by now because they tore their hair out. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I got gotcha. you. So, yeah, no, great Romero and Norma scene. Yep, worth waiting for. There haven't been enough, but worth waiting for. That was amazing. Oh, and when he finally, when the scene's finally over, he, she's like, well, here's your laundry. And he's like, don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then. That was um, another whisper into the beautiful show. The <laughs> Norma Romero undercover cops. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it again. so next we see uh, Dylan and Zane are at the restaurant and Dylan gets there first and is waiting for Zane and he calls Norman and gets Norman's voicemail oh yeah I was surprised he called him I was surprised too I was happily surprised and pleased I was so happy that he called him. I mean, I just, it gives me a little bit of hope for Dylan, even though I think Dylan is kind of on a, I don't give a crap death wish type thing, but. Downward spiral of doom. But I mean, I think him calling Norman, there's something, he, he still loves Norman for some, you know, I don't know. What prompted his call? I don't remember. He's just sitting at the table waiting for Zane to show up and just calls him. Oh. So we have no idea what prompts it. So it could have been, you know, I need to come to the house and get the rest of my stuff. Can you make sure mom's not there? Or it could have been, how are you doing? Or it could, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who knows? But he calls Norman and I thought it was cool. Um... So then Zane shows up, and then they leave, and they're out on the sidewalk, and a car, black car drives by, and someone starts shooting at him. Dylan pushes Zane out of the way, and then, like, the car goes to the end of the street and turns around, and, man, Dylan just walks right into the middle of the street and starts shooting. Yeah, point blank, no fear. No death fear wish. whatsoever. And the car just runs him over. Yeah. But he's okay. Yeah. Well, he's not He's not dead, people. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel... I, they built him too much. That There's no way they would have killed him at this point. Oh, no way. No way. There's too much that can happen. Too much, but... Why does he push Zane out of the way? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That was real waste. Unless that's just your total human, I don't know, instinct type thing. He's still a good dude. He is. I mean, I would have pushed Zane into the line of the bullets. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here's my out. (laughs) You still... Used him as like a bullet shield, like <laughs> Carol and Axel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like 
liked Axel. I wanted to see where he'd go. I loved Axel. In the TV show, not the Axel in the comic book. Axel in the comic book was very bad. Oh. Yeah. But the Axel in the TV show was awesome. Loved his mustache. Hmm, yes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so Norman, or Dylan gets hit by the car, and then we see Norma sitting on the couch, and Norman gets home, and she has a pretty good little mother-son talk with him about Cody and people, and... Norman, women can be tricky. And you have such a good heart. There's girls like her, girls that have no future. They're just raised like a weed. They're just trapped in bearable circumstances that they can't get out of. I'm just saying, that's the kind of girls that can get you into trouble. You're talking about things, get pregnant, next thing you know, your life is over. I didn't make the world the way it is. There are people who can help you, and people who can hurt you, and you gotta pick the right people. That girl Cody is not the right people. Right, and she is absolutely right. She is, because she kind of, she has, like, pegged Cody big time. Kind of like, I think it was Harold who said in his comment card, and I didn't pick up on it now that I'm thinking about it. He's absolutely right. Like, is Cody just, like, wanting to get pregnant or something to get out of the house? Was it Carrie or one of our guests said it? Like, maybe she is, because that's what... That's what happened to Norma, you know. Norma got pregnant and got out of her house. Maybe that's what Cody's thinking of. Yeah. Or, I don't know. But, I don't know. I thought it was a nice little speech between Norma and Norman. It was Harold. I just looked. Is it? Yeah. So... Um, so then it's just a scene with Emma and Gunnar in his room and they're about to do it. Um, not much to say about that. She takes Oh, except I was talking to Matt today Mm -hmm. and he pointed out that the song playing in the background is the, um, pulling it up. The Starbucks Drake hands guy. So there's a little, uh, if you don't, if you, I didn't know what he was talking about for a few minutes and then I remembered it was a little blip last fall, I think, where some guy hit on a model girl at a Starbucks and finally weaseled her number out of her. And he leaves a little video message on her phone of just his face rubbing with his hand, rubbing his face with this music background. And then oh, I saw that. Yeah, it went viral. And then everybody made a parody, and Matt did a parody of it. Yes. And there's a song playing in the background on all of them, and it's the song. 
<laughs> so there's a thank you, Matt, for the bit of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I remember that. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was so cheesy. Those, it was hilarious, and you know, just one of those things that was on your radar for a minute. And all those videos were hilarious parody in it. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw like even a James Franco parody of it, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. that was funny because that guy tried to make it sound like it. He didn't know the camera was on or something. That's just how he is. Or I don't know. It it was it's like so whatever. funny that he like <laughs> hit on this girl and then just there's no he's not talking. It's just this music and he's just like thinks he's so. What? <laughs> and he's really hilarious. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I. I would have never have known that was the same music. <laughs> I think Matt did because he did his own parody, so he probably got he probably recognized it. recognized the music a little more than we would. Matt, if you're brave enough, um, you should post your video <laughs> on the Yes Mother. I think you should, and it. I don't know. It just might get you a room in our hotel, Matt. Matt. Last I heard, is trying to catch up so he can get a room, and he's only one more one episode off. He's caught up with the show, but not our podcast. He's only got, I think it was today when we were probably talking about the Starbucks straight cans. That uh, anyway, he's almost caught up, and so maybe he can get a room next week. Maybe he'll be. We seem to be checking one in a week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But I think he should put his video up. There's only like seven of us on Facebook. Yeah, really? Some content. <laughs> it's not like the whole world's going to see it. Exactly. So do it, Matt. <laughs> so, um, so then we have Norma in the office and Romero pulls up. And she can like tell something's wrong and she walks up to him and and Asking we all think wrong. it's going to be about Dylan. <laughs> totally. And then he tells her that Lee Berman, the councilman, was in an accident and died. That his car, like, veered off the road ditch. and went into a ravine. And we're supposed to totally think it wasn't an accident? or Okay, if your car veers off the road and into a ravine, someone drove you off the road. Right? Unless you're just drunk or, I mean, well, Nick Changing your CD or checking your iPod. (laughs) True, true. There's that. But yeah, no, there's no way. But I'm just, I'm trying to remember if we were known that it was, he was shot off the road or anything like that. Because I just don't remember. No, no. All, all Romero says that he was in an accident. His car went off the side of the road and into a ravine. But Nick had said to Norma that he's going to help her fight the bypass and not worry about Lee Berman. Right. So, well, obviously we all know he had a hand in this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Innocent till proven guilty. 
well, I don't think it was Nick himself. I'm sure he had oh, a couple sure. of goons that, absolutely, you know, drive him off the road, you know. So, interesting. Um, and then the episode ends with Dylan in the hospital. He wakes up and there's a woman in there with him. And she tells him that he saved her brother's life and they're going to take care of all the expenses. And he asks who she is and she tells him she's his boss. So now we know who the boss's boss is. It's. it's yeah. And why is she letting. That's my first question to her. Why, why, why do you have Zane in charge? Why did you put Zane in charge? You've lost a lot of credit with the entire viewing. Yeah, yeah you're, you're going to need to make up for some stuff. Because yes. <laughs> that was a terrible decision. I don't know. Unless. I don't know. Unless he's such a troublemaker that she's like, he'll just get himself in so much trouble. Someone's going to kill him. And that would be. A way to get him out of my hands. <laughs> yeah, but she's because she looks pretty grateful. young. She... I, I would think that... grateful that he saved her life, his life. Oh, that's true. That's right. I don't know. Yeah, she's gonna have a lot of explaining to do. Why? Because I'm sure there's other people. Well, Remo even mentioned it might be this guy, or this guy would be okay. Then he sees Zane pull up and that one up and he's like, Zane, you know, Mm -hmm. so she, there are other people she could have chosen. (laughs) So yeah, she's got some splaining to do. (laughs) (laughs) She's starting out in the red column. Yep. (laughs) So, but I like the fact that it's like a woman who's in charge. I like that. Yeah, That's, that's cool. That's pretty cool. The show's not afraid of strong women characters like that. Yeah, exactly. So, what did you think of it as a whole? I loved it. I had a great time, and mostly because many things we had talked about came true, and Mm -hmm. Emma and Who's It's got together. That was cute. A little pot farm. And we know that Yep, Romero is at the Bates Motel and will be for a few months, so we can assume at least through this season. That was fantastic. We had a one of the best Norma Romero scenes. There's a lot to choose from, but that one was up there. We finally got that. Yeah. For that. Yeah. I'm not too happy about the little look, but we'll see. They better not go any further with that. (laughs) I don't think they will. Unless it's like seasons away. But I thought that Norman turning into Norma was seasons away. True. True. Not a lot of Norman and Norma stuff going on in this one. No. It was a lot of subplot. Stuff. Yeah, we scaled back from, you know, and you're not surprised from seeing Norman turn into Norma. We we saw that last episode, and then they yeah. scaled back a little bit. Which is fine. They got to do that once in a while. You got to yeah. have 
I was yeah. thoroughly entertained. I oh, I liked it as a whole. I liked it as a whole, but I'm still, you know, just compared to the others and just as a whole, I'm still, I'm going to give it 3.75 um, Pistol River Pocket Gophers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I'm starting to really protest the fact that I have to rate these because I feel like I give the most arbitrary numbers and I never agree with them after I've said it <laughs> in the next day and after I've seen it again and thought about it. So none of my numbers mean anything, but I'm going to give this one 4.5 pocket river gophers, pistols, <laughs> gophers. Pocket <laughs> <Getting> late. <laughs> pocket river gopher pistols. <laughs> Gophers. <laughs> Pistol River pocket gophers. Yes. Those. <laughs> no, I agree with the ratings. They're they are completely arbitrary. I mean So don't even yeah. you know, I I could never tell you what I gave any of them, and I'd probably give them a way different one the next time I did it because that just I agree. We're doing it out of just, because see, that's what you do. That's what you do. But yeah. don't listen to them. Yeah. If yeah, if I went back and rated all of them, they'd probably all have completely different ratings than what I originally gave them. So it's mostly a fun thing to do to come up with what we gave them. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pistol River pocket gophers. <laughs> um, do you have a what the bit? Hmm. Mine's just Dylan saving Dane's, Zane's life. I mean, why? <laughs> yeah. And then walking into the street, it's like, oh, man. But yeah, mostly just Dylan, like, shoving Zane out of the way and, like, almost throwing himself over him. It's like, really? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to what the bit. The whole what triggers Norman. I'm just that whole idea <laughs> that it didn't get triggered. What triggers the Norma and Norman? I'm just uh, what the bip and everything about that because I can't. I don't know. That's a good one. Every time we think of what it is, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, because we've always thought it. it's just sexual attraction, but obviously not. And then we think, well, it's someone that his, you know, his mom's not going to approve of. Nope. <laughs> not that either. Right, right, right. Because, yeah, I mean, Miss, she, uh, she seems to dislike, name. yeah, Miss Watson or, yeah. well, Norma seems to dislike Cody more than Bradley even. Uh-huh. So, hmm. that's true. That's a good what the bip. I went for an obvious one. You went for a good one. Well, I pulled it right out of my hat. <laughs> <laughs> on the fly. Well, right on then. I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah, unless you want to do any predictions. This This episode didn't lend... To predictions to me. Yeah, and I didn't read any articles or anything. I didn't either. 
I didn't either because I wanted to kind of stay away from it until I watched it again. But I watched it again like two hours before we recorded. So, you know, I didn't want to be tainted. Mm, yeah. So, but, all right. So, if you want to write in, we would love to hear from you. You could reach us at, you can email us at yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, the rooms are filling up, guys. Clean your rooms. Room. are filling up. We got a new one. We got Carl. 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 <laughs> Carl. <laughs> if you want to join our Facebook, we are at Yes Mother Podcast on Facebook. Or on Twitter, we're Yes Mother Cast. All those things. Leave us an iTunes review. Or leave us leave us an iTunes review. That would that We don't would know us. why, but we want one. <laughs> more. <laughs> we want more, please. No. Cool. Because I think this is gonna be how it is. That um catch the what we've been watching segment in a few days after this one's released. Yep. It's gonna be separate. Because, big surprise, we found more to talk about than we expected. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a subject, we'll talk for hours. I know. I know. So, yeah, so listen to the, or look for the What We've Been Watching. And, all right, until then, show your own ass. That's right. (laughs) I'm gone, I'm done (laughs) I'll talk to you later That's right (laughs) (laughs) Alright, have a good night (laughs) Bye called the um the escape uh, artist right yeah okay uh. <laughs> <laughs> i get a few eleanor noises mm. i'll have to put her to bed sometime but she's not ready yet mm. that's fine we can handle uh. a few eleanor noises yeah uh. not that loud though i was too happy and too loud
<laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're talking to Aunt Sue. <laughs> 